Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about all the Peter Parkers and one interloper? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to a Yimtope interlude. Kelsey, you're here. Hello. Not like this is a numbered episode, but no. you're here. <laughs> I do want to say thank you guys so much for covering for me last week when my life got ridiculous and out of hand. Uh, I appreciate yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And I appreciate all the love from everybody. I love you guys. Good. Uh, hopefully you got a bunch of good love. As I said, I knew that it would fill your cup. You would just sip on all that love. Just yeah. <laughs> just going to town on it. Very much. So I'm about to go to town. <laughs> Spider town. Spider town. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn it. Too bad we named these whatever interlude, because this would be the <laughs> going suspense down to Spider-Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I crack this first? Because I also yes. have a surprise koozie to show you. Oh, is it Spider-Man? No, it's not Spider-Man. Oh, damn it. You ready? Yeah. So first of all. Oh, zombie tramp koozie. It finally came in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's so soft. It's so like <laughs> velvety. It's weird. Just like zombie right, tramps. Let's crack this. I don't know that she is, honestly. Yeah, I don't I don't want to think about the texture of her skin. Yeah, I know. That's not what we're here for. I'm also mad that you missed the last one because I also did quite the ASMR of pouring a drink into a glass. <laughs> oh, I love that. Was that. Very nice. I've never done that. You've done that before. <laughs> and it was weird because I was like, I don't know the right level to get it on. And it was so yeah. just like perfect i was just like crispy <laughs> so to the point everybody's waiting everybody's been holding on to their last web yes waiting for this and we're here to bring it to you yimtope's deep dive on spider-man across the spider-verse yes i don't really like how people are doing the abbreviations for these because they're just calling it like Spider-Man ATSV because it's across the Spider-Verse and then yeah. into the Spider-Verse. So it's ITSV. See, but some people <laughs> say that shit, though. Yeah. Spider-Man instiv, instiv, no. atsiv, like it's fucking ad at shit, man. It's I don't like that. Real bugging me. I, I don't like it. I, I like this series of titles for the movies, but also... I'm one of those people that can't keep it straight when movies are like not just called like Star Wars one, Star Wars two. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what order these are in. <laughs> this is this is difficult. Yeah, so we got into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, and our next one will be Beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah, okay. So I guess that makes spooky. sense. Like you go in and then you traverse it and then you leave it. Yeah. I've just been calling it Spider Man two, the animated one. I honestly didn't really know what this one was called before I went to see it. I was just like, it's the fucking new Spider-Man. Like, it's yeah. into the Spider-Verse again. Spider-Man, please. 
right. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse again. I would love if the third was just Spider-Man. Here we go again. <laughs> the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Spider-Verse. One more time. So I gave a rating in pre-ramble for last week's show. Okay. And then I said I'm going to give a rating, but Kelsey's getting a different rating. Okay. I would like to open up just straight up with a rating. What do you give this movie? Uh, this movie's flavors are aerated. It is a Yemtope 10 out of 10. Stamp it. Certified. Yeah. I gave it a 10 out of 10. This is like a billion out of 10. This movie yeah. is... This knocked my fucking socks off. Weirdly good. Yeah, I was like glued to the back of my seat, just like, whoa, the whole movie. So I, so I will say this, because it is two and a half hours. So I was like, damn, like that's going to be a chore for Kelsey, you know? <gasps> it, I'm not going to lie, it was a long oh, movie. No. Okay. When it <laughs> I mean, ended for uh-huh. me the first time, I literally looked over and just went, that could be three more hours and I would not <laughs> complain. <laughs> it was so good like like this could keep going yeah it was it was two and a half hours but it needed to be two and a half hours like there wasn't a scene in that movie that i would cut oh yeah for sure it was perfect so i think we're gonna kind of go a little bit chronological but also just like you know sidestep as we do wherever the m top dump truck takes us <laughs> so i will open with the opening and already do our first little sidestep Let's get into it. This movie is not about Miles. No, absolutely not. This movie is about Gwen. Yeah, fully. 1,000%. Okay, cool. Like, that's the thing. She had the arc in this one. We're Mm -hmm. halfway through his arc for whatever's going to be across and then beyond. You know? Like, we're in the middle of his story now. And I actually heard something really interesting the way somebody described it. Let me know if you think this is the same thing, because I kind of agree. Okay. Somebody was like, there was an ending in this movie, but this movie did like you do when you're watching Netflix, like you're binging a season of a show, you finish season two, and you're like, oh my God, that was great. Let's just watch the next one and see what the opening <laughs> of season three is going to be like. Yeah, I I actually did feel like that, because there were several points, not even just one point, I can't pinpoint exactly where but there were points in this movie where i was like okay that's a good ending and then it just kept going <laughs> i was okay. like okay where are we going i wasn't ever like i want to leave this movie i was like let's just yeah. fucking keep watching and maybe th- maybe the next movie's happening right now i don't know just because it's been such a fucking thing online and with people in the theaters were you aware this was a part one uh i mean it's part two right <laughs> But, like, you mean well, no, the cliffhanger like, situation. Well, this was called Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. And so then, they, then they, like, changed the name a little bit later, and it was, like, Across, but now Beyond. Like, okay, it was okay. full well known this was a Part 1 of a story. This okay. was never going to end. So and people don't remember that. It's like a whole Dune situation. Like, it's Dune Part 1. Okay. And people yeah. got mad that Dune didn't end. It's called part one, bro. <laughs> like, Yeah. I was not aware that this was going to end like that, but I'm glad that it did. Like Richard and I were okay. talking about it when we left the theater. He was like, I'm happy that they ended it like that on a cliffhanger because it was very much in the vein of like Star Wars episode five, where 
the movie ends and everything's fucking hopeless. You have no idea what the protagonists are. How are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. Like, and that's how I felt when I left the theater. I felt like for the briefest moment, I felt cheated. I was like, they left, they left it like that. Are you kidding? But then as we were walking out, I was like, okay, now I'm just like ready to see the next one. So see, I knew it was a part one. So I just kept going like, is this the cliffhanger? Oh, it's still going. <laughs> is this where we end? Oh, it's still oh going. What about this? That's still going. <laughs> like, I kept trying to be like, where are you going to fuck me over? Yeah. I was waiting <gasps> for the fuck over part. But where it ended, I did not feel fucked over. Yeah, I no, felt I... so tantalized. Like, yes. my, my appetite was whetted, man. The end of this movie is what Marvel movie post credit scenes think they're doing. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. One thousand percent. Yes. I, yeah, like you said, I'm tantalized. My appetite is yeah, ready for more Miguel, honestly. <laughs> but I will go ahead and ruin this for everybody before we really get into the rest of it. There's a date for the next one. Oh, it's God. March of next year. Next year? Holy shit. I thought they were going to say 2025 or something. Cause we Guaranteed. Five years. This is going to be delayed. Oh, there's God. no way because they're taking like a little break because they've been working on this one since the first one came out. Yeah, that makes sense. Like this, like they're taking a break. The animation level in this movie, like, can we just can we can we get into it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're already in it. We're so, already in it. I mean, that that goes hand in hand with the opening in the first place, because the art is literally the first thing. That this movie makes you understand is happening. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I felt like the first Into the Spider-Verse movie, the first, God, the first movie, Spider-Verse is yeah. the first one. I thought that it was, you know, top of its game in animation. I was like, they don't make movies like this. This is beautiful. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then this movie comes out and I'm like wetting my pants. <laughs> like, I like don't even like the first movie now. <laughs> and I, I love the first movie. <laughs> it was so good and revolutionary for cinematography but this one just it takes it to another level like there was a that episode of visions of star wars visions that i had sent to you where mm. everything is kind of painterly and it comes in yes. and like color yes. and waves and stuff this movie gives that to you for two and a half hours like oh yeah it is just constant it felt like i was watching something that was art yeah, like it's it's legit art. Like it's something that is happening oh, yeah. in someone else's brain, which is beautiful just in the, its essence because that's kind of like what comic books are about as a medium. Like yeah. they're there for the good art, of course, but they're there also to like spark your imagination to make you think about Spider-Man flying across the city and looking really cool in his art style. And just the way that yeah. these things literally leap off the page at you is nutty. Like it's gorgeous. We open... Okay. This opening, did this opening fucking, I'm trying to think of a non, like, extremely dirty way to say that, <laughs> but, like, did this opening just, f like, knock your socks off with how good it was? Like, <laughs> it literally just starts, and y you have, like, 30 minutes of the fucking movie, like, 20 yeah. minutes, maybe, and then the, t I love it when the title comes in after, like, a good kind of cold open yes. thing. Yeah. Actually it what it happened. It was so good. In my brain, I was like, Robert's going to love that shit. I fucking <laughs> ate that up, dude. Yeah. People are really upset 
at Gwen's world. They don't like Upsetty it. spaghetti. Nobody. F- they I'm don't understand say, it. I'm going to say this opinion. I've said it before. People don't like women in comic books, in movies, in pop culture. People don't like them. So Something about those pesky ladies. Let me show you this because I want to show you how faithful this this is to like her brand. Okay. So I'm sending you a picture. What I really love about the whole, I, what I really love about this episode of Yemtope is that I'm coming at this from the standpoint of like, I just saw a really cool movie and Robert's coming at it from a standpoint of, I just saw a really cool movie about one of my favorite things on earth. And I'm going to tell you every single thing about it. I fucking am dude. So like her whole world is ripped straight out of her fucking comic book pages. Yeah. This like cover of spider Gwen number one here. This is the movie. Like, like that's like her world is made out of watercolors. That's so fucking cool. And people don't like that. Well, people why? can suck with sh- I don't shit. understand it. Why 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 isn't she just in a plain old room being boring? Get it. Why is the background melting? I was like I couldn't handle it. Like I love how like so they've said that her world is like a mood ring. Ooh, that like every like time that. somebody starts getting sad, the colors around them will shift. Now, I okay. have seen it twice as of this recording. If we had recorded later, it would have been three. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do watch it again, you can see that. So like it opens with her talking to her dad and stuff. And there is this like coldness on her half the room and his like, I'm trying to get close to my daughter. Happiness yeah. like like this brightness like he's trying to do something and and like when they hug that first time the colors meld and it like spreads out you know yeah the way that they that is intriguing yes so good it's amazing like they've thought about every single pixel every single brush stroke everything that they animated in this was just so thoughtfully curated it's incredible you can like know about this movie but until you've like seen this movie you don't know yeah like you so, really don't until I mean, you experience this art you know i guess we should have said at the very very top of the episode of course this is going to be full spoilers you know that if you're coming into a yemtope interlude oh, yeah. it's going to be spoilers tip to tail yeah we so. don't hold back in these no way so we got this whole opening i guess i'll ask what you think about her backstory how peter is like like a friend of hers and then he dies and that's like her uncle ben moment and all that kind yeah, of stuff that's something that we'll get into further down the line too but like the whole concept of i don't know her universe being one where her you know canon event is something yeah. that is kind of outside of what the other spider-men have experienced it's very cool i like it which yeah we're gonna get into canon events later and how I got some beef with Miguel, man. I don't really. Oh, no. I mean, Miguel is. He's Caked a up fun character, man. On a Tuesday afternoon. But, I mean, you can agree or disagree, but he's the villain of the story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's hands down the villain here. Maybe that's why I love him so much. Like, like Spot's not even the villain. Oh, my God. Spot, though. <laughs> I loved that guy. Like,. Let's talk about Spot for a second, because he was one... I've never seen... I thought when he showed up, I was like, oh, Rorschach. But it wasn't Rorschach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um... Much voiced, nicer than Rorschach. Yeah, he's voiced by Jason Schwartzman, which I was like, that's hilarious. Um Is he? Because I looked up the dude, and I was like, I don't know this guy. Yeah. 
Mr. Coconut Records himself. Uh, who is the spot? Not Jason Schwartzman, because that's Sonic, right? No, that's Ben Schwartz. <laughs> okay, cool. That's that's where my whole thing was. Okay, yeah. Okay. I know that dude's face. I have yeah. seen that dude a million times, and then I looked up everything he's in. I'm like, I've never seen a single thing you're in. How do I fucking know you? Isn't he in... How do I know him? He, well... You might know him from Orange is the New Black. He's the boyfriend in that show. Um, but I thought he was also in, uh, what do you call it? Kevin, uh, Kevin, big guy hockey jersey movies. What the um, fuck is this? Kevin Smith. Jesus. Why did I forget the name Smith? <laughs> Wait, uh, what was your explanation of him again? Big guy hockey shirt movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's also in a phenomenal. couple of Wes Anderson movies. Like, like every Wes Anderson. Oh, he's in Scott Pilgrim. That's where you know him from. Oh, yeah. He's Gideon. Yes. That's why I know him. Okay. Okay. He's he's not in... No, he's in a bunch of, um, yeah, the Wes Anderson things. He's not yeah. in any Kevin Smith things. And I've only Who's seen one. You're thinking of Jason... Man. Jason, the other one. The Jasons, I have a hard time with. The Chris's, I'm good with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with the Chris's. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Oh, I know who you're thinking of. Because he was even uh, Leonardo in my cartoon show for TMNT. Orange is the new black cast. When I find his name, I'm going to get pissed. Because I'm pretty sure I, I know. But I know I'm going to mess up the last name. Jason Biggs. Jason yeah, Biggs, yes. See, I really wanted to say Bateman. But I was like, I know it's not Jason Bateman. Oh, I know him. Yeah, I I thought these guys were the same person. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> See? The Jasons are hard, man. Yeah. The Jasons is hard. Okay. So, yeah. This guy, Jason Schwartzman, the only thing I know him from is Scott Pilgrim, I think. Because I've seen virtually no Wes Anderson movies. That's got to change. <laughs> they are overrated. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, but they're you gotta okay. see them. I mean, I've seen Grand Budapest, and it was good, but I've never right. dreamed of watching it again. You've watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, though, right? I have not still, and that oh my burns God. my soul to death, man, because <laughs> it's, like, animated, and I want to see Isle of Dogs, and I haven't yeah. seen that either. I haven't seen that one either. We should watch that one. Yes, I want to see both of those. This review is not about Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> but anyway, well, he did a phenomenal fucking job. I'll say he that much. He did. Yeah, I loved the spot. I'd never seen um, this guy in Spider-Man before, and the whole concept of him really fucked with me. <laughs> like, So that's funny, because that's his whole thing. He is the most looked down upon villain. He is considered a fake villain. Like He, he is so D-tier level, nobody likes him. Man, He's got, like, some real, like, if you're into, I don't know, body horror or, like, you know, Cthulhu-type mythos stuff where, like, there's worlds inside of worlds and yeah. just being able to travel to alternate universes and the fact that he, at one point, gets sucked into his own body really messed me up. <laughs> like, I was, I, I was freaked out about that. Very that's, existential. That's the spot, man. Uh, yeah, he's the spot. He's in the old... Uh, 1994 cartoons like I've seen mm. him a little bit you know okay. like I'm aware of him I've yeah. never thought about him again I will never stop thinking about him now <laughs> like that's one thing that this movie that these movies are doing well they are really playing up things that you do not think 
are that big a deal and making them humongous fucking deals. And you know when I love that kind of a stuff, it does like yeah. magnifying glasses on small, interesting characters. I love that shit. Yeah. It's good stuff. So I, when he I gets sucked him. into himself and uh-huh. he pops out in all the different worlds, did those do yes. anything for you? I really like it. reminded me a lot of um, everything everywhere all at once when he's like talking to that clerk at the gas station or whatever. We do have to tie it back to that, too, because, you know, you know, the big thing right now is that the multiverse has a new logo right now. No, what's that? Oh, the multiverse's logo is a bagel now. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Because everything, everywhere, all at once is all about a bagel. Mm-hmm. And the spot's whole premise was a bagel. Oh shit! Yeah. So that, now okay. the bagel is synonymous with the death of the multiverse. God, that's going to be like a new thing. <laughs> what a grandiose title to place upon a baked good. For real. Well, so I bring that up because one of the places he goes to was the Tom Hardy Venom movies. Oh, okay. I haven't like, seen those, but I would love to because I love Tom Hardy. No, you I love would. Venom. Then don't talk about them with me. Okay. <laughs> I hate both of those movies so much, and I don't like him as Venom. It's I love not him in his little Princess Peach lips. I mean, I like Tom Hardy. He ain't my Venom, man. He pops up in that, which means this, this movie went to, like, a Sony-owned movie. Hmm. And, I mean, there's tons of background shit. I mean, Andrew Garfield's back there. Tobey Maguire's back there. Like, yeah. It almost ties in every piece of spider-man media that has existed within the past like 30 years it's all weaving in this fucking movie yeah i was actually shocked when they started bringing in real life uh like anim you know real real life life movies yeah we got to get the one because it's you're gonna love the story behind it i think okay spot was good i was good need to show you that's why i'm sharing my screen with you that was the thing I was going to show you was about the bagel. So the whole thing is he's like, you hit me with a bagel. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. That was one of the biggest jokes in the first movie whenever it came out. Like that was a humongous joke that people picked up on why this movie was so good at like the small details of the animation and stuff. Okay. When they're escaping this scene, he's grabbed a bagel Oh, yeah. And then as they leave, he throws this bagel and it goes, bam, and it hits this dude. Hits that guy in the face and says, bagel. And it says bagel like it's a fucking sound effect, right? (laughs) Okay. That's that's been a joke for five years. Like, since this movie came out in 2018, and the spot's whole thing is he's a fucking joke and he doesn't like that shit. Oh, man. That's cool. It's all so connected. It's gross. Yeah, that's in-depth. It's gross how interconnected this shit is. We do the opening. We got Gwen. Uh, you find out that Peter had died. And I guess I have a question for you question. about the opening before okay. you move on. Uh, when Miles is talking in the beginning, does he say, my name is Miles Morales and this is my story for the last time or something like that? He says one last time. It's yeah, a joke one last from time. the uh, first movie. Okay. Because I was like, is he going to die in this movie? <laughs> So, in the first movie, they keep introducing a new character. So, like, so like when Peter B. Parker shows up here, he's uh-huh. all like, all right, let's do this intro one last time. And he's like, okay. my name's Peter Parker. I got bit by a spider. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. And then Gwen shows up and she's like, okay, let's do this one last time. And then she tells her story. And then 
the next person one last time. Here's my story. And they keep okay. doing that. So now here he is again going, all right, one more time. <laughs> here's my <laughs> I story. Like, I feel like I should have watched the first one before going into this one again. I watched a recap, but it wasn't, uh, you know, in depth or anything. It was just like, here's the, the basic bones of the story that you. I watched it before I went and saw it. And I watched it the day after I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it. It, is it really all that connected? And I started to see all the threads that were woven into this. Now knowing where it goes, I was like, "Oh okay. my god, it's all fucking here! It's all laid out five years ago." Yeah, so you're full like Sil- Pepe Silva at this moment, oh, just like in, fucking know in it, the man. conspiracy. But so we do the opening, Peter. Okay, that was my question. Did you cry in this movie? Um, I did but probably not for the reason that you think <laughs> i mean that's fine you cried that 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 is good enough for me okay I, I cried at least seven times oh my god i cried during the gwen opening man i cried really? when uh, peter died that fucked me up because he knew who she was and that really fucked with me because i don't like I was that confused shit. about that that oh. was weird to me like i i didn't get that Oh, well, like, he's dying, and he goes to, like, pull her mask off, and he's like, it's okay, Gwen, and, like, says yeah. her fucking name. So I was like, a motherfucker knows. That's why he turned into the lizard, and then he tried to be like her, and then he died. Oh, my God. So Peter Parker and her universe, like... Like, they- was her friend. Yeah. And somehow he had pieced together that she was Spider-Gwen, and he okay. wanted to be special like her because he was just a loser kid. So he drank that thing, became the lizard accidentally oh. dies oh. dies in her arms going i just wanted to be special like you and oh, then dies up. and i was like <laughs> i'm crying we're five minutes into the movie <laughs> all right and then there's people that didn't cry at all so as long as you've cried that's all i want because yeah y- you should be crying in across the spider-verse somewhere you should be crying Give me something, something cry should about. get you man but so we do that and then we get like quite the bombastic opening with one of the coolest art styles for me is this leonardo da vinci medieval drawing vulture (laughs) that was so cool i did not expect that at all i love how he would talk you couldn't understand it and it would just Mm -hmm. like do a little pop-up bubble of what he was saying so good i he would throw a bomb text and it would just like go into the inner like you know like a leonardo da vinci like diagram of how that bomb works (laughs) and show it to you then it explodes this movie's fast paced it really is like i feel like i could watch this 20 times and get something new every time oh for sure we're fighting vulture dude and then uh so jessica drew shows up i think that's her name jessica drew uh spider spider woman i believe it's jessica drew i have no idea (laughs) yeah it is okay um so this is an interesting one i don't think i've talked about this on the show but this is very relevant because if you're watching this movie and trying to take race out of this movie i think you're Mm. not watching it right okay which by the way this okay so i saw it the first time Mm -hmm. good crowd decent right then i saw it again in princeton and i was like that's gonna be like the widest crowd of all time oh yeah you would think right it was not okay there were a lot of hispanic and black people there yeah and i feel like this movie hits harder for the hispanic community and people were a 
about this movie. Like Good. that theater was a phenomenal ride watching nice. this movie. They were crying at like everything that had to do with their culture being on the screen and all this shit. Yeah. And I was like, that's the fucking point, dude. Yeah, that is the point of this movie. Like, oh my God, so good. While we're talking about culture, can we talk about fucking Indian Spider-Man? Because holy shit. So that guy, interestingly, they they just filmed some of those lines a couple weeks before it came out. Oh my God, for real? Yeah, they called him back up and said, hey, he doesn't feel like culturally appropriate enough. Like, yeah, like he doesn't feel right. So... We want to hold a writer's room. Can you come in and kind of tell us what needs to be part of this character and stuff? That is what needs to happen in every single piece of media. Like, get the input from the people who have lived it. Yeah. So the whole chai tea joke, that's that's all him. (laughs) And Don Bread. (laughs) Yeah, like, all of that was stuff that he put in, like, last minute. What's this guy's name? I was going to look up the actor. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I know he was in Deadpool. Because he was a... Pavitar Prabhakar. I don't know if I'm saying that right. That's the like the Spider-Man's name. So the, the man's name. Karen Sony? Karan Sony? K-A-R-A-N? That sounds about right. Yep. That's him. Okay. Yeah, because he's Dopinder in Deadpool. And he is so fucking funny and I love him. Uh, Yeah, dude. He got to like just go say, hey, here's how, here's how I would do it. I mean, if you're trying to get people to understand from my culture i'll put the stuff in there and then and then they did yeah that's perfect i love that before we move on to him because he's like a whole part of this thing yeah jessica drew shows up and i want to talk about this because i thought this was an interesting thing i don't know if you've noticed this okay it's a big trend in hollywood that people are noticing and it's a whole issue Mm, okay a lot of times when you'll see uh hollywood movies try to do diversity they will take a red-haired character and, and make, make them, them black. black, right? <laughs> yes, it's so okay. weird. So you know about that whole thing, right? Yeah. I learned a new piece of information about it that I would not like to divulge here. It's just a little too hardcore about it. Uh, All right, I'll tell you, man. Okay. <laughs> I was watching uh, a lady talk about it, and she was like, yeah, we don't like this. She was a, a black woman discussing the fact that this happens. Okay. And so she was like, as someone in the community, here's why we don't like it. Here's the things that we see. About, here's how we feel about it. And she said this one thing and I was like, oh, my God, I don't. Oh, God. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of like a false diversity thing. But it's okay. still a jab at black people because she was like, I want you to think about the word ginger. And then oh, I want no. you to think oh, about no. what that means. <laughs> we don't need to think about that anymore. And I was like, that's hard. Yeah. Like, to to go see a movie and see diversity for your person, but feel like that's a jab in the background like that, mm, yeah. that's wild to me. Jessica Drew here is a black spider woman that is not a redhead character. So okay, I was like, good. interesting. Okay. I'm so, going to look at her because I don't remember her. So we're not doing that she had the big afro oh, or the motorcycle okay. and shit? The pregnant lady, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is her normally. I'll put also, this picture I love in here for when, you. I love when Spider-Gwen met her and was just basically like, Mommy? Will you adopt me? <laughs> so like that's the normal version of her character. So I was like, okay, cool. We didn't do that trope that I'm seeing so much as well. Okay, so canonically she's just like a regular white lady and then they made her black for this movie. Yes. 
because you know the whole trend is usually when that happens this is the trend we're following the path and i was like oh we didn't do that okay interesting so now it almost just feels like well it's just a different version of this person okay so it felt better to me so she shows up and then you got everybody's favorite got old miguel showing up right i love him i can't say it enough i love him um i'm gonna change windows real quick and i'm gonna pull this one up i'm gonna share this with you turn your turn your headphones way down okay because we're talking about spider-man 2099 so you gotta hear the old whoa that's his theme song okay because that's all my TikTok is these days. Is yeah, just I love this. this. It's, it's good. We're gonna get to music later. Okay. <laughs> that's like a whole other fucking part of this movie. I'm gonna like make you love the music so hard. Okay, good. Because I mean, not that I didn't enjoy the music, but I, I don't. Yeah. None of it imprinted on me. Oh man, so much, so much things. So then Miguel shows up. You get the whole. You know, the teeth and all the craziness. I love his fucking, like, laser web things and stuff, man. Yeah. They look good. He's interesting. So striking. Like, yeah. The, the animation around him, and just in general, is so... I love how they, like, put the mood of the animation different on every single character. His animation is spooky. Like, he's a so just a spooky dude. Everything that I think of from this movie, when I think back on, like, the best-looking parts, it's all parts with him. Yeah, like every single part with him is just there's such shadow that happens around his character. And the way that they play with light is so freaking cool. It just it's striking. Even just his animation, like in this opening with Gwen, we're still in the opening, guys. God damn it. It was (laughs) like (laughs) like in the opening, they're like running around the building trying to get to the vulture or whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, Spider Woman's on the motorcycle and he's just like doing this run next to her. Uh huh. That lean that he has and like the way he's ru- like that scene. I think about that scene constantly. He's There's so There's something sharp. about his his movement that yeah grabs me, dude. It's very like slashy and sharp and angular. Yeah, I just he's he's good. I love him. Yes, but I really hate him. Like I secretly a, really don't like him. He's a very good villain. So we get the opening. Her uh, Gwen's dad finds out that she's Spider-Man. And then what did you think about that scene where it's like he decides to arrest her and he's still going to take her in. That was hard shit. And then having to watch her decide to leave. Yeah, that that sucked. Like watching her ask him, like, can you not be a cop right now and just be my dad like that? Yeah. Oh, that was difficult. <sighs> She has such a way with, like, emotion. Because, I mean, the other characters are bringing emotion to it. But something about Spider-Gwen's character really draws you in, or personally drew me in, I guess. And just made me, like, feel what she was feeling. Maybe it's part of the art style. You know, like you said, there's always that that mood ring of an aura around her and stuff. I just, I felt really connected to that character. I mean, I guess since she's kind of the center point... I feel like almost nobody sent this movie home vocally as she did this time. Yeah. I mean, Haley Steinfeld just nailed it. Knocked it right out of the park. Everything she did was so, I mean, she gave main, main star energy for this movie. Yes, main character energy for sure. Almost everybody feels like a step below. Yeah. She feels like the standout. I'm the star of this show. 
Yeah. And this is Miles' I mean, fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't like a lot of scenes with Spider-Gwen, but she she really did like take the the mantle of the movie upon. Like it is oh, yeah. this is a story about her. So she decides to leave, join the Spider Society, go into the multiverse and stuff, and then you finally get the fucking opening credits and it was dope. Yes. Fucking dope. Uh, so then we just find out Miles is doing his stuff, and then we see him fight the spot for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, which I love, because he's, like, trying to rob that store, and he's like, this is my first robbing. Don't make this a, a <laughs> bad thing for me. This is my first one. Stop. Yeah. Uh, and then you find out that he was the guy that Miles hit with a bagel, and that's such a small thing, and he's like, that was everything to me, though. Yeah. Like, such a good villain thing, like... I you did a thing to me that means nothing to you, so I I'm gonna make it matter to you, and you just yes you kind of laugh at him because he is a fucking goober. Like yeah, he is. <laughs> the dude is a loser. Period. Like is he just naked all the time? Also, like yes. Okay. Because <laughs> he was even like, why don't you take off the suit? And he's like, this is skin actually. The way he what pulls you did to on me. it makes yeah. me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I thought you'd like this that I didn't really pick up on till the next time kind of he because he's a blank canvas kind of Uh uh-huh all of his shading is like when you're first drawing a character it's all the like round circles and all that stuff yeah cool that's like his like accent lines and stuff it's amazing that's this movie's good guys it is thought out like the animators go hard in this movie whatever they paid them double it oh yeah i don't care i'm gonna tell you about another one that was animated so wild. You're going to be like, holy shit. I hate okay. that for them. So then you basically just find out you hit me with a bagel. I want you to be my nemesis. That's that's it. I'm going to kind of skip the family drama stuff. It's good stuff. You know, like him going to college and getting the yeah. grades and like a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, we can talk that like his parents are just like, we don't understand you these days. Like, yeah, that's. That part kind of resonated with me a little bit. Um, there was a scene with Miles and his mom on the rooftop after, like, yeah. he's late to a party or whatever. And that little speech, I mean, it was even in one of the previews early on, I think, that we saw pretty much that whole yeah. scene play out. But, like, seeing it in action, like, really, that's one of the scenes that got to me made me cry. I was like, damn, that's <laughs> the way. Let me find the Oh, no, that's that some good had. shit. Yeah, it's oh, good shit. Oh, she saw, like this one here wherever you go from here you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me make sure he never forgets where he came from and never doubts that he's loved and never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there and i'm not gonna cry <laughs> but that like really caught because me. i don't want him to know that nobody's gonna root for him like us no one's going to take care yeah. of him like us fuck all dude, that, that shit hit me yeah. hard like i've been oh, dude. uh kind hispanic of hispanic families like... <laughs> in my theater Balling it up, man. <laughs> I imagine. I've been deep in like reparenting your inner child kind of stuff. And okay. that that line, like making sure that you the like the the little person inside of you still knows that they're loved and they belong and Yeah. Man, yeah, that that one hit. Yeah. Um, I did not know that it was such a thing to not call parents by their first names for those cultures apparently that is a big fucking deal okay is it like just within that culture yes because i remember as a kid like i would address you know my my parents friends by mrs whatever mr whatever yeah and 
some of them would be like, you could just call me by my first name. And I'd be like, that's weird. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I never, I don't know. I, I always just called people. Uh, I'd be like, oh, Kelsey's mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have a name. You're Kelsey's mom. Like one of those. You have a title. People in Dexter's lab or something. Yeah. You're a title. You're not this a. This is Kelsey's mom. You don't have a name. Like, yeah. Oh, hi, Kelsey's mom. Like, that's how I would have always <laughs> said it to any of my friends. Yeah. Parents and stuff. But, like, I've seen so many TikToks of, like, uh, Puerto Rican people talking about how they feel so incredibly seen by right. this movie. They're like, the smallest things are right. Good. Like, I bet they had a lot of people right. working behind the scenes to make sure that that was the case. I would fucking hope so. I mean, it sounds like they went hard on that, like with uh, Spider-Man India, right? Yeah. So there's the family drama stuff. I guess we can go ahead and get into this because it's kind of what Miles' whole issue is this whole time. And that crops up during that scene. Okay. There's a lot of him wanting to basically be like, I'm Spider-Man. I want to tell you this, right? Uh-huh. So this movie, it's an allegory and kind of an F you to a bunch of people in different ways. Okay. So this movie is like an allegory for basically coming out. Like, there's yeah, okay. tons of stuff about... Because th- there was a line that really got me. He even said, like, I didn't know if you would love me the same anymore. Yes. That kind of shit. Yeah. You know? That, that is exactly it. Like, that's also kind of where the scene with uh, Miles and his mom hit. Because she's like, there's something that you're not telling me. And if you want to tell me, it's okay. Like, I'll still love you. And he yeah. has the moment where he's, like, about to tell her. Gosh, and then just so can't. Close, so much. Can't bring himself to do it. I hate it. Yeah. That part <sighs> resonated and hurt. So there's that, and then people tie that in with a lot of Gwen as well, because she does, and then it causes this, like, struggle. Yes, she is, like, an allegory for the trans experience, basically, or the the, the gay experience, the LGBTQ experience. It is, I mean, she's very trans-coded in this movie, by which I mean, like, everything about her is pink and blue and white. The trans flag is just, like all over her fucking house at one point she even has above her bedroom door it says protect protect trans rights which is amazing and then miles has a black lives matter button on his backpack at, at a yeah one point two and does. they've both come out and said like we were very upfront that we were going to let you know where these people stood yeah which is great we're saying like, something you know we need heroes like that because that yeah. is heroic when like the small things that you can do in your own life to stand up for trans kids and stand up for black lives matter that's modern day heroism like yeah yeah so i mean in in the way of speaking of family drama and stuff like there's that whole scene with spider gwen and her dad when she comes back home and they have like this conversation where i know the thing with the art like the background around her dad just kind of like melts to beige and stuff and yeah behind and her just it's like- just listening yeah yeah he's just like listening and trying to take in what's going on and she's just like her her entire house turns just trans flag like it's just blue and pink and melty and even her herself like her yeah. her suit colors by default are kind of echoing that too like she has the kind of pink and blue webbing in her hood or whatever yeah and it just looked really fucking good and it was 
clearly intentional and i've been seeing so much discourse on twitter i i need to stop going on yeah (laughs) you need to be on tiktok with this shit because everyone on tiktok loves this movie everyone on twitter hates it (laughs) so yeah i'm gonna have to go um away from from twitter and just yeah twitter's not the place it's not the place it's not the place to be but um yeah i mean this movie came out during pride month and i think that's intentional i have heard that as well yeah, it's it's clearly sending a message, and I, I love the movie, the people who worked on this movie, for doing that. I'm going to go ahead and get into one of the points of the movie before we move on with the story. Okay. Probably part of the stuff that'll make me cry talking about this movie. Oh, no. Is, like, what it means. So, we'll get to her. The point of this movie, because I said it was almost like an F you to people as well. Mm-hmm. You should... So, you aren't a part of this but you'll understand this a lot it's definitely towards let's say like your star wars fans that shit on the stuff just because it's there yeah nerd culture that doesn't like nerd culture yes this movie its whole premise its entire point is almost to say f you to the people that shunned miles when he was first created because miguel o'hara is that person yep like, he is the embodiment of that part of the fandom. And it's yes. clearly stated. Like, <gasps> that's what we were doing. You See, were I wish they hadn't that. made him so fucking hot, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> you can't bring this, like, sexual energy to this character that we're supposed to hate. Like, he's so hateable and so, like, something about him, man. Yeah. So, it's about that, you know, because Miles' whole thing is that he, like, people, people don't like him and there's tons of like argument to make him the face of the spider-man brand these days fucking good shelve peter for it's not to say peter doesn't exist but maybe maybe there's a new one maybe we're in the miles era maybe the you know the 60 year old hero sits back for a new guy yes like there's a whole bunch of stuff for that part of the spider gwen stuff and then this story fucking killed me so the whole thing is another reason for the first movie was they were trying to give spider-man to everybody okay the whole thing is the character of spider-man his whole premise is that he belongs to everybody yeah stanley has come out and said the greatest thing we did for him was make his suit entirely cover his body You have no idea. Is he white? Is he black? Is he Hispanic? Is he old? Is he young? He can be whatever he he wants under there, right? Yeah. He he can be anything. That was almost the point he's had for 60 years. No one's grasped it until we brought Miles in and these movies started doing it. The whole point of the first movie is that anyone can wear the mask, right? Yeah. Which is why you got Gwen. You got Miles now. You got all this stuff. And the guy that plays Peter B. Parker, mm-hmm. the guy from New Girl. Yes. Um, Nick something. That's not his real name. That guy is Nick name. from New Girl. Yeah. <laughs> he told a story that killed me. It was mm. awesome. He was like, yeah, my daughters, he has two little girls. He's like, my little girls love Spider-Man. And when they would play, they would play as Spider-Man girl. That's oh. what they would call themselves, right? Because that's, yeah. it was Spider-Man. But I'm a girl once, so I'm Spider-Man girl. And mm-hmm. he was like, that was cute, but it kind of hurt my feelings. I thought that wasn't very fair. 
And then we made the first movie, and now they could be Spider-Woman. They could be Spider-Gwen. They didn't have to be Spider-Man. They could be whatever Spider-Man they were. Yeah. And it's still okay. You know, like, this movie's all about fitting in, the acceptance, all that shit. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. I love it. It is beautiful. Because that's Spider-Gwen's whole thing. She just wants to be accepted. She just wants her dad to be cool and think (laughs) I didn't murder my best friend, you know? Yes. And, I mean, there's that whole speech that Miguel has, too, where he is, like, telling Peter, or not telling Peter, telling uh, Miles the whole reason for why he hates him. He's like, you don't belong here. And that's that whole shit thing gets intense, tie man. Right back to his mother's speech. Like, I want you to know that little boy, he always belongs wherever he goes. Yep. Like, fucking belongs. This movie punches you in the face with that message over and over and over in so many different ways. In the viewpoint of an immigrant, in the viewpoint of a kid that doesn't feel like they can be themselves. Mm-hmm. It over and over and over, and it's perfect. Dude, that Ant Man, the ending of that movie. Well, that's really almost like the kind of middle. <laughs> Because then yeah. there's, like, everything that happens after. But, like, that whole train sequence was a lot. Oh, it was. So, yeah. We find out. So, Gwen comes to see him. They're chit-chatting. And then that's when Miles's mom, Rio, gives the whole little speech thing. Mm-hmm. And she's all like, go be with your friend. Be gone. Shoo, little boy. Ungrounded. And he goes and, hey, oh, and that's, oh, that sequence was so good. When, like, he goes where she is, and she was trying to catch the spot, but he's already disappeared. And he's invisible, and she's, like, looking into his eyes, but right through him. Yeah. Oh, so good. Looking back at the party that they were just at together. Yeah. I really picked up on that on round two. I thought it was just, like, the city. But Mm -hmm. really, like, his party is on the rooftop right there. She's staring at that party with him. You know? So, yeah, that whole scene, fucking dope. He One jumps thing I in. super loved about that scene, though, is okay. the fact that he's like upside down and she's right side up, and it's just yeah. reminiscent of like the original Spider-Man, like that kiss that mm-hmm. uh, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst have. Okay, harkens back to that shit. We discussed this last time. We're gonna hit it now. Okay. They are friends. That's what we love about the first one. That's one thing I wanted to bring to you about this movie. What do we think <sighs> about? Because I don't know. In this one, they they play with it so much. Yeah. But they always put it back in like a. But but you guys are just friends because like there's the thing where like he, she knows too like that's the whole thing she sees yeah. all the times he moves closer and all that yeah, shit so like and hand then she plays them off you know yes it's, yeah I I from the perspective of Gwen in this movie I think it's like she sees like she wants to be in a relationship with him and she sees that they could have happiness together. But she knows that the canon events or whatever are going to come through and she can't lose another spider friend or whatever. Watching the first one again, I was like, God, I love this part where they just do the friend thing. Yes. "Mm." It hits me every time. I love it. Perfect. But this one, I feel like it's really, really trying to play up a romance, though. There's very much a will they, won't they vibe happening. Which we get to when we meet. Spider-Man India, because that's one of my favorite fucking parts of him when he's all like, oh, this tension is so much. How can you even concentrate? Oh, my God. <laughs> Where did they, won't they? I don't know. Oh, my God. He's so good. He is good. So he follows Gwen because they're chasing the spot and he can now 
travel the multiverse on his own. Uh-huh. They go to Spider-Man India, which he's okay to me. Like, I kind of thought he's going to be my favorite, like, new one. He's, Indian Spider-Man? Yeah, he's not my favorite new one. But mostly because he's not really... I was going to say he's not in it a lot, but my favorite one is not in it a lot. So I can't say that that's why. <laughs> yeah. I think I know why. Um, it's because he has no problems. Yeah, he's just very, like, smooth and cool, you know? Like, everything's easy for him. Perfect because hair. Because he is a Spider-Man that has never undergone... The canon event. A bad thing. He he is the Spider-Man that has nothing in his way. Everything's yeah good. Everything's going his way. That's not a compelling Spider-Man. That's like having a Superman, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... And see, I hate saying that because I sound a little bit like Miguel, but that's not Spider-Man. <laughs> that doesn't work for me, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair assessment. I think that as a character, he's really funny and good. And I oh, just I like him, yeah. The entirety of the Mumbatan sequence was just perfection. Like, the colors, the the music, the everything His about that. His web on yes. the little spindle thing. Oh, my God. Incredible. I thought his whole segment was super funny, and I thought that was like the halfway point of the movie. Boy, was I wrong. That's like a third, maybe. Yeah. But his stuff is cool, and that's when we kind of get into the problem. Get into the problem of the movie, Mm because old Spot gets in the the collider from this universe and becomes like fucking... That... Okay, when that happened, when he turned into like the Spot... Uh Uh-huh. When he goes black with like the like white scribbles for where the hole should be and went like hardcore, my mouth was just like hanging open. I was <laughs> so about it. Yeah, because like you know that I like it when a kids movie gives me like you know the stakes are like the really scary thing, right? Yeah, and he was both. He is completely terrifying. He's when he becomes very scary. His thing. Look, Ugh, at, look at that. This oh my art God. is incredible. He's Woof. very Slenderman vibes. Like, oh, yeah. The way his legs are like just a little too long and his torso is like weirdly rectangular. He just. Ugh. Yeah. He is a good villain. I looks surprised. Yeah. I, I like him a lot. Like yeah. this is one of the coolest comic book villains I've ever seen. And then. So he gets, like, super-powered, and he's like, cool, I'm gonna go fuck up your world now, and then you'll remember me, and just, like, goes away. Yeah. And when he does, it causes, like, a whole bunch of stuff to fall, and Miles winds up saving a, like, captain of the police from dying Mm -hmm. and stops a canon event. Yeah. Everyone's like, what the fuck's canon event? You've said it a bunch. In the, you know, very lore-heavy part of the movie that comes up later... Every Spider-Man must go through a canon event. There are certain things that must happen for you to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is typically an Uncle Ben dying. For Gwen, it was Peter dying. Somebody has to die to give you the motivation. And then you have another trauma later that like really cements everything for you. Yeah. I have to break down the canon event thing real quick. Okay. Because I don't buy into that. All right. So the whole thing... Miguel's whole thing is that the canon events are canon. They're they're like the whole reason for being. And mm-hmm. he went into a world where he had died, but he had a daughter. He snuck into it, and that world collapsed, right? Right. So you can't break the canon. 
Gwen doesn't have that same canon. She has Peter dying. It's a whole different setup altogether from the get-go. Yeah. She is already an anomaly, and we're saying that Miles is the anomaly? Yeah. Like, she already is one. She doesn't fit the mold either. Right. But I think what the problem is, is that he is the anomaly in his universe, or he created an anomaly in another universe. So, like, Spider-42 or whatever came through the I don't know, porthole or whatnot. And uh, it it deprived a different universe of their Spider-Man. So there's a universe out there that doesn't have one. So all the way back in part one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing this whole like thing where he's spray painting with his uncle, right? Yeah. And you see the spider come in. Yes. It has a certain number written on it. And it does this all the way back in the first one. We are... a 12 minutes exactly into the first movie. <laughs> and there's the glitch letting you know this doesn't belong here. Yeah, like this weird electronic spider comes down from the ceiling and just starts glitching around. It's It's got 42 labeled on its back and everything. So like yeah. they, they plotted this out. Yeah, this was a thing. But are you ready for me to really fuck you up though? Yes, please. We're gonna like kind of spoil the ending a little bit, a little early, but we're already here. So... When he gets bit and he doesn't really believe it and he comes in and meets this Spider-Man, they have this little moment, right? Where they look at each other and like their spider senses kind of go off at one another. Uh Uh-huh. And that's how he's like, oh, shit, you're like me, right? Uh, Right here. So this happens, right? Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yes. This is the first movie. We're 22 minutes in. Okay. I mean, we're kind of flip-flopping back and forth with story stuff. But, like, this movie ends with Miles going to the universe that his spider should have been from. Yes. Because that's the DNA that's inside of him, so it sends him there, right? Yeah, which that was a whole cool plot point in and of itself. That was a whole thing, man. The chase sequence ends. I didn't even realize what was fucking happening because he goes to... Okay, so there's that, that machine that, like, takes him back and he's like, I have to get to the machine so I can get out of here. The and go he gets home there. machine. Yeah, the go-home machine, <laughs> perfectly named. And it's obviously going to send him back to the universe that's in his DNA. But the spider, as we know, in Spider-Man, changes your DNA. Yeah. So he goes back to the universe for you, too. And I was like, oh, shit. When they revealed that, that really that really blew like, me back. I really started to kind of, like, get suspicious. Uh-huh. And then when it happened, I was like, mother, but like, like, it did hit me. Yeah, that was a good twist. I definitely didn't like just flat out go, oh yeah, he's in the wrong place. Yeah. I was like, is he in the wrong place? (laughs) Wait a minute. So actually his mom has different colored eyes in the other world. So people picked up on it immediately because they were like, that's not his mom's eye color. Weird. They noticed it immediately and I was like, yeah, I didn't notice that. (laughs) But so, spoiler for like the ending, since... The spider came through a portal and bit Miles in our world right here. Uh-huh. There's a world without a Spider-Man. That's like the whole premise for the movie, right? Yeah. And in that world now, that Miles has become the Prowler, like his uncle did, right? Mm, right, right, right. Right? So the Prowler is green and purple. That's his color scheme, right? Okay. So, so here's our Miles. The spider senses go off. 
He's green and purple because he's this universe's prowler. Okay. But he got bit by the spider, and in this moment, his fate changed, and he became Spider-Man. And it turns red and blue. That's so cool. That happened in 2018. And in 2023, that payoff has happened. Like, what are we supposed to take from that? Why would you ever think that? Yeah. But it's here. It's already written there, right there. Boom. It happens. That's how intricately they've already laid this out. It's yeah, insane. I hate these guys. <laughs> this They're phenomenal. They, they really like roadmapped this thing. They did. It's, it's like disgusting to know that <laughs> if you give people the right amount of freedom and encouragement and time to make a thing, they can make some wild good shit. Don't you love humans? <laughs> Sometimes, dude, when they make good Spider-Man shit. <laughs> make good things. That's the whole thing there. Uh, we do. But so that's the whole canon event thing that I wanted to get to. Because he saved the captain in uh, Spider-Man India's world. He's mm-hmm. like, Miguel shows up and he's like, oh, well, the universe is going to collapse. Hopefully we can salvage it. Right. Yeah. I never once thought that that was because he saved that dude. I thought it was just because Spot did some shit. Oh, so I fully think that in Miguel's world where everything collapsed, I think it's just spot stuff. I think the spot has somehow fucked over his world. They're, they're, I don't think there's going to be this whole canon event thing that's going to like dismantle oh. the web of Spider-Man. I think he had an unfortunate run of trying to live in that world. It didn't work. I'll, oh, I can't break the canon. Nobody else can too because I know it. But do you know it? I think he's wrong. So this is the top called shot. And we'll see in 2024 or or later. Or later. I'm betting on later. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. Because we already had... Because... I don't know. Because the whole thing was... Miles is depriving another world of a Spider-Man. But his world didn't collapse. The world yeah. in... 42 didn't collapse without having him and there was no true canon event that should have happened there i mean i guess his dad died whatever but like he wasn't spider-man it's not the same how's that feeding into this web you know what i mean yeah i'd like to see how it resolves miguel's got a lot of inconsistencies with his story here like mm, he's got some problems his logic ain't 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 you know logicking for me (laughs) yes okay but so that whole thing happens and then we meet who is the greatest character of the movie. Are we talking about Hopi Brown? Oh, we're talking about Spider-Punk, man. Okay, he's that amazing. That fool is fully laid out to be somebody that we're not supposed to like. Because the whole thing so? is, from the get-go, we're not supposed to like him because Miles likes Gwen and then Gwen's staying at his place. She's wearing oh, his yeah. shoes. She She's leaving that her was, toothbrush there. So, like, there's this whole, like... weird for me. Mm, <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to, you know, he's like supposed to be the competition for Miles that we're like, yeah, but Miles is going to do it, right? But they're like 14? Like how old, how old are these characters? I felt uncomfortable <laughs> knowing um, that her toothbrush was at this adult man's house. Because I, mean, I got the impression well, from him, like he's in like his 20s. So I fully don't think there's anything romantic there. Okay. I mean, she has no home. She has no home. She can't, she doesn't go home and sleep at her dad's place. Yeah. She left her universe. She has nowhere to go. Yeah. So she just hangs out at other people's 
universe. It's like, I don't think there's anything like that. But I would put Miles at like 16, probably getting to 17 because Spider-Man typically gets bit at 15 years old. Yeah, I feel like in the movie they established that he was like 15. I feel like at some point they said that. I don't know for sure. Well, okay, so we know he's been Spider-Man for a year as of this movie. Okay. How old is Miles? Canon math. Across the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man usually get bit. So into the Spider-Verse, yeah. He's between 14 and 15. So he's definitely maybe on the verge of being 16 to 17 years old. Okay. So he's not a... I mean, he's still a child, but like he's he he's like about to go to college as yeah. well. Yeah, like, true. I put him as like a junior in high school where, you know, you start getting into the talk so that your senior year, everything lines up, you know? Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking he's like 16. Yeah. Okay. This thing says he's 16 to 17. So that makes sense. And okay. I would put Gwen about the same. And Hobie? That motherfucker could be 30. Who fucking <laughs> he's knows? He's timeless. Man? We don't really know. I did love his character, though. Like, just full-on London punk anarchy situation. It was very... He... Sex pistols. So, I've been getting a lot of TikToks of people that are punk being like, finally, a movie <laughs> that has punk in it correctly. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that he was such good... I mean, representation, man. <laughs> Here we are again at it. Uh, I just thought it's... It's fun that you get to see... Like, on top of the layer that he's punk, like, it's a person who's not white that's punk. And you yeah. don't get that representation very often, I don't feel. Yeah. And so, like, we're kind of supposed to not like him. I was kind of like, oh, who, who the fuck's this guy? I loved him the minute you know? he dropped out of the sky. <laughs> he's the only person that supports Miles ever. That's true. From the mo- the first thing he ever says to him is... Don't use your fingertips. Use your palms. Like the first yeah. thing he does is give him a tip. Yeah. That winds up being what he needs later on in the movie. Like shit. He is always about him. I'm going to blow your mind with this one now. Cause he's the, he's the art style I want to tell you about. Yes. Oh, I fucking love his art style. The fact that it is constantly changing. I'm obsessed. Okay. They took three years to figure <gasps> out how to get him to work. Holy God. <laughs> Three years of work was spent solely on him. And he has like 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. Not much at all. Just to figure out how to get him to work. Man. Right. So here's how they did it. Tell so me. you get you get Miguel, most of the other Spider-Men. Right. Mm-hmm. They are animated on ones. So if you look at every frame of the movie, they are in a new pose. Every single frame. Okay. They're moving fluidly and all that stuff. Miles is animated on twos, so you have to tap twice. You got to go frame, frame. You get a new image, frame, frame. You get a new image, so he feels off because he's not up okay. to snuff, right? Yeah, he's out of sync. He's not in his universe. Hobie is animated on threes. Oh man, oh. he he gets one new image every third frame. That's okay, because he can't even conform to the animation style of the movie. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but also, this got noticed. And I love this, which I wish I had the TikTok here to, like, prove that stuff to you. I'm going to find it and send it to you later. But every time he's near Miles, he turns pink. Oh, it's almost like he has this kinship with him. And that's when he softens every time. Like, to to the most minute detail, 
he'll be like over here. If Miles were to like walk by, he'll go pink back to black and white. Like any time he is right next to Miles, he turns pink. That's so cool. It's a tiny little thing, but it's almost like there's your little somewhat like visual indicator that like they're kind of a pair. They're okay. cool with each other. You know, is he coming back? Is he what? Is he coming back? Like, are we going to see him in the next oh, movie? I would. I, I mean, he was at the end on Gwen's team, so I would hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Which I guess I got to pull this one up for you. Apparently, the poster has already said a bunch of stuff to us, too. Oh, we have a poster? A, p- a poster? A poster? A poster? Well, so this is the poster for this movie. Okay. This poster is already telling us the end of the movie. So this poster, here's Miles. Okay. Even on this poster, this is the against Miles side. Oh, this is the yeah. pro Miles side. And yeah, and even like the scratches on his suit are on the against side. Yeah. I love that his spider it's is upside so down so that dude. when he's upside down, the spider is right side up. Yeah. Like, that's the planning. Like, even that visual storytelling alone, all the scratches are on the against side. You yeah. just pointed that. I didn't even think of that yet. That's so cool. And then here you go with this one. You know? Oh, yeah. This dude will be back. Nicolas Cage is going to be back because Spider-Man Noir Wait. was at the end. Spider-Man. Oh, right. Okay. On uh, Gwen's side. Yeah, I forgot that Nicolas Cage voiced one of these extra Spider-Men. That... John Mulaney. Penny Parker was my favorite one in Into the Spider-Verse. She had the like spider robot thing. And then she, she was in this movie. Robot and mode. So sad. She was so decrepit and sad. Yeah, she was very sad. Like, I don't know if people got pictures of her. You sent me a TikTok of her much. today. It was like from the first movie. It was like <laughs> pre-2019 people. And then the yeah, next right movie, there. 20 to 23. Oh, I'm not sharing with you anymore. I know. Look at her. She's so cute. Because this is what being Spider-Man does to you. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> like, that's kind of the whole thing, which I loved about this movie because that was something that, um, you know, Peter B. Parker says. He's all like, yes, bad happens, but so much good happens. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. He made me cry because he's got his baby now. And then yeah, he runs dude. up to him and he's like, you're the fucking reason I wanted to have a baby. <laughs> yes. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> Which is insane because he doesn't belong. He's, you know, an anomaly. He's not supposed to exist. Yeah. Yet he can inspire all of that. Yeah. You know. Um, then they're Peter walking Parker through. is so fucking sweet. Like he is. Oh, he's the best. I think he's an underrated character in this movie because he doesn't get a lot of screen time. You just see him like um, in dad mode. But like the things he says and the way that he cares for Miles, like, you know, that he brought him up, you know, like, it's just so their connection is very, very sweet. I mean, it better fucking be with (laughs) the shit that they do in the first movie together. Like, yeah, which I'm going to tie that back together, too. (laughs) Man, it's all pretty bow in there. Uh, in the first movie, when he meets Peter B. Parker for the first time, he ties him up to a punching bag. Oh, shit. In his uncle's apartment. I totally don't remember that. And that's when he teaches that. him his first thing. He says, don't watch the mouth, watch the hands. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's lesson number one. It's the first thing he ever taught him. And then at the end of the movie, when they're like trying to send everybody back home and shit, 
Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll stay, you know, I'll die here on this planet. It's fine, right? Yeah. And Miles hits him, hits him with that same thing because they're fighting about what to do. And he trips him and he goes, hey, man, watch the mouth, not the hands. <laughs> and then he steals the goober and he's going to save it. Like, they have a fucking moment here because he's. Yeah. He broke him and MJ broke up because he didn't want to have kids. So she left him. And now he's alone. And like, kind of like you said, so what? He's he's been Spider-Man for 22 years, he said, when he did his story thing. So he's probably yeah. 40? Yeah, something around that. Maybe like late 30s. Spider-Man gets bit at 15. So for 22 years. So he's 37. Yeah. He's 37. Miles is 15, we're saying. Mm-hmm. And look at the amount of trust that he gives this kid. Because he's like, how do I know that I won't fuck up again when I go home? And Miles hits him with the advice he gave him. Yeah. And he fully trusts this 15-year-old kid. He's like, yeah, man, you got my back. Like, that's a tight team right there. Yeah, they're a perfect pair. Like, that's the part of the movie that makes me cry from the first one a lot. I can't yeah. can't handle that shit. <laughs> Can like, we talk about uh, Piter? Piter, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, dude, if Potter Man were in this movie, <laughs> oh, I would fucking lose one. it, man. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Peter's, Peter B. Parker's version of Mary Jane? Because okay. she looks like the perfect cross between Emma Stone and Kirsten Dunst. Like, they animated this woman in such a way that she looks like both of them and neither of them simultaneously. Uh, let's see. I know she's in here because... Was she in the first movie? Yeah, he's offering her bread. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> but yeah, watching her in the second uh, movie, yeah. like okay. looking after their children and stuff, I was like, she's the perfect mix of both of them. They were so cute, though. That's a sports. Who voices her? That that was a sports thing. I've seen sports. <laughs> I well, know you were sports. Just, you were just such a nerd in high school. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know who does her voice. MJ's so good in this movie, though. She is. Peter's back. Peter B. Parker's back. Then you get the room of like all the like references and there's too fucking many. But here's the story that I wanted to tell you. Okay. You see Donald Glover. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. See Donald Glover in there, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know why that is important? No. Miles Morales does not exist without that man being on the planet. Okay. So you'll actually love this. I think you will love this. I need to send it back to when he goes to his uncle's place here. Because it's actually in the first movie. When he goes to see his uncle for the first time in the first movie. Uh Uh-huh. There's a scene on TV back here. See this scene right here? Yeah. This is Donald Glover in an episode of Community. Really? Stretching. uh, Oh, my God, it is. He's wearing Spider-Man pajamas. Yeah. In one two-second clip of the show community that's the extent of it right did you find this or did you see a tiktok or something on this i mean like i knew that he was like a deal about miles being created but i didn't know that it was on this part of the movie way back when okay because i was always staring at his uncle because he's voiced by marshala ali or whatever i usually can say his name having a bad time now he's just the most beautiful dude i fucking love him everything he's ever been in he's okay perfect but so like all the way back here we're tying in donald glover because 
somebody was watching Community, and they saw Donald Glover in that costume, and they went, why shouldn't there be a black Spider-Man? And they created Miles Morales. For real? Like, that's where he came from? That's literally how it happened. That's incredible. Miles has only been here since 2011. Man. Like, he's a pretty new thing. I didn't know this. So, there was a big push. Make Donald Glover Miles Morales. Make him Fuck be yeah. a black Spider-Man in the movies, right? And it never I would happened. Love that. And then he aged too much, and now it's... Oh. The moment's gone, right? Okay. But, when Tom Holland became Spider-Man in his first movie, Donald Glover is in it. And he, really? plays, he plays the Prowler, and he's like, Hey, oh, man, shit. keep this shit off the streets. I got a nephew that lives around here. And so oh we're God. referencing Miles. And then in this movie, this cartoon movie, we get Donald Glover in the Prowler getup being like, what's up, man? Yeah. Miles exists because Donald Glover exists. That's nuts. He is so integral to this character's livelihood. And I love that he's peppered throughout it all the way. And he got to be the Prowler and do all the shit. So he's just in it all the time. That's so cool. Fucking neat. And I know that you like community. So I was like, I I do. I bet she loves him in this show, and little does she know, this movie exists because of that scene right there. I just love Donald Glover. Like, he's a fascinating person. wild dude. Yeah. I thought you'd like that little bit of history about Miles Morales. Yeah. He's one of the things in the, you know, the room. You find out about the canon events, and Miguel, you know, lost this imaginary family that he kind of had because it wasn't really his family. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, basically... You're due for a canon event. You got to stay here. And then you get one of the best chase sequences ever, which I, the second time we saw it. So I've been to Burger King and I got the Whopper for across the the spider Whopper. I haven't seen a picture of it. Does it look like it does in the movie? No, that's the thing. It's just a red burger here. Weird. But in the movie, it's a Spider-Man 2099 burger because we're in his universe. We're in... We're in, we're, we're in Miguel's verse. So okay. I turn to Taylor and I go, yo, did you see that? And and that chase scene's really loud. But then it cuts because it's when like they're all like, you, you, who? And they do the that point thing. So funny. So I'm yelling at her because it's really loud. And then I go, did you see that? It was a Spider-Man 2099 burger. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I saw it. And I was like, cool. And then we proceeded to watch the movie again. God. But I thought that was funny because I went out and got that burger. It had horrible diarrhea the next day. Awesome. Glowing <laughs> review. Yeah. I probably wouldn't get it again. Um, But so that chase sequence, there's things in that chase sequence that I even tried to look for and I couldn't find watching it the second time. So much was happening in he that chase sequence. He gets chased by our emoji popsicle. Oh my god, does he for real? <laughs> that popsicle is sentient and flying around trying to catch him in that fucking scene. <laughs> what? For context for people that are not in our Patreon, we have a secret Discord where we make emojis and we have a little emoji of the fucking horrible Of the so-so Spider-Man. popsicle from the first yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. Ridiculous. It's in the movie Chasing Him, which I That's think is fascinating. There's a there's a Spider-Man plush that like zooms by the screen for a fraction of a second. But people on TikTok have slowed it down and that's really funny. That scene is just amazing. It's so great. 
And then we get the Peter B. Parker thing we talked about. And this is like the ending, man. This is like the climactic finish. Yeah. Then you get uh, Miguel like beating Miles in. And I hated that scene way that more on so round hard. two. Because he's oh. like trying to pull his hands off. And it, it feels yeah. like this abuse thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, awful. It's hard. It's oppressive. Like you can you can feel that Spider-Man's hands on your oh, chest. Yeah. Like it's it's not not nice. And I was like losing my shit because that's when he drops it. Like you're you're the original anomaly. You shouldn't even be here. And he yes. starts spilling all the shit. Oh, it's horrible. And then I love that Peter's like, I don't know if he planned all this out. And then he's <laughs> like, I made all your people follow me. Peace. And he's like, Oh, he did plan it out. Good job. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking though watching like. Spider-Gwen tried to be, I don't know, the good person on both sides. Like, she she wants Miles yeah. to understand, like, you are an anomaly and this isn't good. But she also feels bad for doing that because that's her, yeah. like, bestie. And she doesn't want him to ever feel like he doesn't belong because now, she's been feeling that way with her dad. Taylor saw this on round one. I didn't. And I had to see it on round two. She tries to catch him at one point to save him from something. Mm -hmm. during that chase sequence and he looks at her and rips that one off and shakes his head no at her like we're dead yeah yeah and i didn't i didn't see that the first time because i think i was just taking in all the shit you know yeah yeah because then you find out that they knew he was an anomaly and that's why they never came to see him so he felt alone for a year and now he feels truly fucking alone and then he goes to the go home machine it sends him to the wrong place like we discussed (sighs) <sighs> and then that's another scene that I think about way too much. When Miguel is like, I'm going to I'm gonna go find him in his world. Mm-hmm. There's a scene of him in the rain on a rooftop, just like looking from like left to right. Yeah. And there's everything he does is visually striking. It is. Like he just like looks from one side to another. And I'm like, that's one of the most realistic scenes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I want to look at it all the time. Like, I want a wallpaper engine of just that. Just that's, that. That's what I want. Play it on loop over and over. So then you find out he went to the wrong universe where his spider is from. And then Gwen went and chased him to go home, went to his real universe, but he's not there. So now, where the fuck is Miles? Yeah. <laughs> we got to save him. But no one knows where he is. And then he gets kidnapped by the fucking Prowler. And you're like, what the fuck is happening now? <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't know. Not knowing. Did you know that he was going to be the Prowler? Like, Miles is the Prowler? Zero fucking percent. I was okay. like, oh, my God. No, yeah. Like, all right. The I didn't last know that 30 was already minutes was just can... punching me in the face. Yeah. Okay. Right. I felt the same. I was like, I don't know if this is, I don't know, Spider-Man or if this movie is just so well crafted. But I feel... I. I literally was like pressed into my seat. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was blown away. See, I knew it was getting Taylor because she sits up when shit gets real, and she yeah. like put put the chair out of recline and then like <laughs> sat forward. <laughs> I had to pay attention to this one. Like the whole ending, she was just like, <laughs> which I'll tie into the music in a minute. Okay. Yeah. So. Then we get your speech that you talked about because Gwen goes home and she's like, I don't know what to fucking do anymore. I don't know where he is. All that shit. And then she talks to her dad and is all like, I suck at everything. You think I killed my best friend. 
I don't know what to do anymore. All I try to do is help people, but all I do is mess it up. And I don't know what's real anymore. I don't even know yeah. who I am, kind of. I don't That's know what awful. to do. And then he's just like, be my cool little girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's all happy and things are cool. Yeah, I'm really happy that they, like, had that moment of reconciliation and recognition, you know? Like, he can see his daughter now, like, this is who she is. Now, did you notice stuff about Hobie all the time they were in there with Miguel? He was doing something in the background the whole time. I don't think I noticed. The entire time they're walking to meet Miguel and stuff, he's he's kind of, like, bugging Miles and, like, playing with him and, like, being mean yeah. to him. He's, like, popping in and out and stuff. Yeah, he keeps stealing pieces from computers the whole what? time. Oh, my be- God. Because he knows I'm about to quit this thing and I'm going to make a spare uh, watch for Gwen. And I'm going go to go drop that off. Like, he already planned on all this. Okay. He already saw everything falling apart and was like, I'm going to get ready for that. I thought he was just being a little weirdo. <laughs> nope. He was sitting there planning the whole fucking time. Damn. Because then he quits the Spider Society when they all turn on Miles because he's like, mm-hmm. fuck that. And there's a really good TikTok. They zoomed in on his face while everyone's like fighting about Miles when he's trapped in the thing. Yeah. And Hobie like looks at Miles and he tells him to do the palm thing. And then like he slowly looks at the group and it's like you can see that he he knows that they aren't good people now. Wow. Like he's... That's when he decides I'm going to quit. And I love how he does it because he's just like, I fucking quit. <laughs> just throws this watch and leaves. <laughs> yeah. And then and then when the baby uh, poops her diaper, crapping on the establishment. I salute you. <laughs> I laugh so hard I at that. I love it. He's so good. He's so good. Every single line was killer. I know. When uh, Spider-Man India's world's falling apart, they're all like, what is that? And he's like, that's a metaphor for capitalism (laughs) yes i was on the floor (laughs) laughing like oh my god so he already planned everything out made a made a watch and then went and dropped it off with with gwen's dad and he gives a tour and i love that it's got you know the punk spikes on it and shit like so good he's such a loser i love him (laughs) and she's like gotta go i gotta do this and i kind of really like this about the movie it's also really about how kind of hard parenting can be and yeah. is because it happens all the time. And my new fucking quote, though, I almost sent it to you the other day, but I say it to Taylor all the time now. She'll like talk about something. And I'm like, well, as somebody with no skin in the game. <laughs> and I say that all the time now. But like his dad's like, you know, you you just try to do the best for your kids and then they grow up and then what are you supposed to do because your whole job is over yeah and then there's Gwen's dad that's like I you just support all this weird shit she's gonna run off into portals and whatever dude I'm just here for it Uh huh. I'm dad you know so then she goes off and starts crafting a fucking team to save Miles Miles is all kidnapped the music's building shit's getting real and then we get the ending which is what I was telling you this scene about for. They're watching the mouth. They're not watching his hands. And he breaks <laughs> through his suit and touches the chain with that one finger. And he's going to bust loose because they ain't watching the hands, man. He still yep. holds Peter B. Parker's first lesson to him. And it still comes in handy. It's gorgeous. Like it all plays up. It's all connected. So 
And then that's pretty much where it ends. It just says like, hey, yeah. there we go. But so we get that full arc with Gwen. She felt lost and is now like her purpose is there. Her acceptance yeah. is there. She has a it's mission. It's all good. So that's where I wanted to get into some of the music with you. Okay. This music was very God of War. Oh. Everybody has a has an instrument or has a theme. And when that character is around, that theme pervades. So I only picked up on how the intro to the movie is like all these drums and shit. Yeah. And the end of the movie was all the drums. So I was like, oh, yeah, we we built up with this and we're closing with this. It was an end cap. Yeah. To its own beginning. Right. And very intense music. Like very, very good. At the end of the oh, Spider Gwen's theme, by the way, fucking like really good hers doesn't start to like halfway through her own song <laughs> like you get halfway through this and then her actual theme fucking starts yeah and hers oh, is good so good the little violin hers is good so just like god of war does everyone's got a theme and then as more people get introduced they start to like blend together like intertwining themes and stuff yeah the end of this movie is everybody's theme building into one giant, like, crescendo. Oh, cool. It's everybody's theme. So you've got the Miles stuff. You get the drums from Gwen, because this is when she's, like, um, getting her band together and doing all the uh-huh. stuff. Then you get Miguel coming in later, and you start Herb. getting his, like, sirens in the back. Yeah. And everybody starts layering in on top of one another to create one sound. Her entire, like, drum solo in the beginning of the movie <sighs> was so captivating. Oh, yeah. The drums in this are amazing. I don't know who this guy is, Daniel Pemberton, but uh, he needs to be doing more soundtracks. Yeah, this is good. I wonder if he's done some more stuff. Let me have a look. But, um, shit, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. So at the beginning when she's like... I I don't need this band. I'm going to go start my own band at the the end. She's actually like started a band of heroes. Very cool. That's actually the name of this track. It's across the Spider-Verse start a band. Yeah, it's perfect. (laughs) Like it's, it's too much detail. Like there's too much detail in this movie. It's, it's like disgusting. (laughs) It's just phenomenal. What that they could even make this happen. The interconnectivity and how do you, like, just go, like, I want to tie a whole bunch of hardcore themes into this as well and make yeah. it work effortlessly to Truly. explain multiverse to people. And it feels like that makes total sense. Yeah. Like, they just really they brought it home with this one. Everything and about this is perfect. It's just so carefully thought through and crafted. Like, this story is... It's going somewhere and we can see that like the building blocks are there. This did so much to like crescendo the story and get it to like the rising action, you know, and now we are ready for the fall and resolution. Like I'm so excited for, for the next one. I heard somebody go, you know, we ended with Gwen's getting a band of people. Miguel is like hot on Miles's trail. He's kidnapped by Prowler. That's where we're starting. Yeah. The opening of that movie is going to be insane. This next movie is going to be three hours long. Like, it's, I fucking hope so. I hope so, too, honestly. 
I, but if I that's the wait. case, I want it to be delayed. Yeah, I think that this one needs to like stay in the oven until it's done. I don't want to see this oh, one yeah. until it is equally as beautiful, if not more so than this past one. So I will close out with this because we've talked about it being so perfect. To date, only three movies, three animated movies have ever been up for best picture. That is Beauty and the Beast, Toy Story 3, and Up. Now Mm -hmm. there is a best animated category, but those three movies made it to best picture. Like, toe-to-toe with the best of everybody else. Of course, they'd never win them, but do you think this could be up for best picture? I think it deserves a nomination, absolutely. I don't think the Academy would let it win. (laughs) Of course not. It's a superhero movie. Yeah, I want to see this one. Like, this needs to be acknowledged. People need to be looking at this movie, looking yeah. at the art style of this movie, just in particular. I think I think if there's one thing that, like, regular Hollywood or just any old person could take from this movie, is that it's gorgeous. You oh, cannot yeah. deny that this movie has panache. It has style. Like, I want to see more stuff like this. Give me more projects like this in Hollywood I'm sick of the same stories and the same boring actors playing the same roles I want cool things for my eyeballs to latch on to so would you consider the first one to be like a pretty big movie like into the spider-verse would you say that that was a big movie like like popular yeah or let's say like theatrically popular I don't think so it was not yeah it actually was not that big it only pulled in like three hundred million dollars. Like three hundred eighty. I mean, most movies make kind of a lot more than that. Okay. At least, I mean, it was profitable for sure, but it wasn't yeah. that huge a success. People weren't like, "Oh yeah, that movie made money," right? I can only imagine that this one has got to be fucking. I, I kind of want to say it's in the billions at this point because I feel like it deserves to be. Uh, it's probably not going to get there. You don't I think heard so? something interesting. So as of right now, it's already made what the first one made. Okay. In like uh, two weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. been about two weeks. Uh, it's probably not because I did hear something interesting. Every single week this summer is like a new blockbuster. They ha- there like, are so many freaking movies coming out that I can't wait came to out see. The the next week that's gonna take away imax screens and people seeing spider-man again and then you got elemental next then you got barbie huh when's barbie out is it already out no that's that's closer in july okay uh that and then that comes out when oppenheimer comes out so that's like a whole thing as well yeah i want to see that one too no like this is i think a really big year for movies because i mean we are kind of now in the age where Hollywood has had long enough to kind of recover from COVID restrictions and stuff. We're in the spot where we're going to start seeing more regular like summer blockbusters and the holiday movie season. Like that's going to start becoming a thing again, which I'm really excited for. I mean, I'm not excited for my wallet. No, there's a lot of fucking movies. Yeah. But like this movie, I mean, it makes me forget other movies exist kind of. (laughs) <laughs> this movie big is statement. Th- this is a good movie. This is a perfect yeah. movie. It is. Like if I were going to say a couple movies that were perfect, this is one of them. I wouldn't change a thing. Did you know that it is also the longest animated movie ever made? What? 
by a by a American studio because I know that there's one that's like twenty hours long or something. Holy shit! But this is the longest American animated movie of all time. That's awesome. I did not know that. I mean, this movie's doing a lot. Yeah, it is. I'm going to close out with this for you. When we left the theater for the second one, because mm-hmm. I told you this whole movie is about, you know, it's supposed to be for for people. E- everyone's supposed to get a Spider-Man, be a Spider-Man, and all that shit. Yeah. Right? When we were leaving the theater for the second time, there was a little black kid in the row in front of me. Had a Spider-Man outfit on, had his little glasses and stuff. Little bitty nerd kid, right? And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's what this is about. That's for this kid right here, right? Fuck yeah. And like he was standing up. Like he was just standing there, <laughs> like that's watching so this cool. movie. So me and Taylor were already kind of feeling something about the kid. And then we start walking past that row. His mom was dressed in a Spider-Man suit as well. Amazing. And Taylor what? lost it. <laughs> she busted out crying. That's so cool. And I was like, she's like, that's that's what I want to be. The, the like supportive parent that's like, I'll fucking do this shit, man. Yeah. This movie meant everything for me. I loved it. Yeah. I, I'm happy that I saw this one. But I'm glad that you loved it, too. It's definitely one that I think everyone should see in theaters. Like, I, I wish it was streaming just because, you know, it would be cool to have the option to see it at home, too. Cheaper. Yeah. But... If if you can swing it, see this one in theaters while it's on because yeah, I mean, big screen experience, big sound experience, very good, very I'm good just, time. I'm just gonna say it, man. I've said it before. You go Cinemark on a Tuesday, you can go for five dollars. Yeah, I mean, movies are expensive. I won't lie, but five bucks is way more accessible than the sixteen they normally try to charge. So yeah, go try to get you a five dollar movie. Go do it. Go do it. This one needs it. And I will probably see it again tomorrow. Alone, I think. Because I think Taylor's <laughs> going to go see The Little Mermaid with somebody. Okay. And I was like, I'll drive you and go see Spider-Man. <laughs> so I'm probably going to see it again. Yeah. Good shit. Oh, I didn't talk about this. Here's your final, final one. Into the Spider-Verse came out 2018. The first game for PS5 came, or PS4 came out 2018. So now this movie came out this year and Spider-Man 2 is coming out this year. So they're very Mm. like interconnected, right? Yeah. And the move that Miguel does to Miles where he like grabs him and just fucking chunks him on the ground. Yeah. That move is in the Spider-Man game too. And I was like, you know, they were sharing secrets and like, oh yeah, let's like make this the Spidey move of the year, you know? (laughs) Okay. Because Peter fucking grabs some dude and just like lays him into the ground. Shit. So... Spider-Man's having a fucking year, man. He's having, He's having a good a time. Moment. He's having a good time. And with that, you ready to swing on out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Oh, kind of our, like, are you ready to thwip out of here? And then we cut to the song, so. Okay. Technically, we already did it. Sweet. Did we just end it then? I guess I still put something at the end, so. Okay. What did I put at the end of this? Do something fucking fumbling in here, not being professional podcasters. How did we end an episode again? (laughs) I know.
Um, so yeah, so I guess we're done. All right, sweet. Pop out of here, and then I'll just find something to put at the end. So yeah, boom! That's Spider Man. Spider Man up. <laughs>